I turned to him and go like, all I need you to do today is catch one four-pounder. It wasn't four catch after he put on a square bone four-pounder. Like, I got you. How should they keep it? Keep it nasty. everyone it is Caleb Taylor and we're back on the vision series and today we have a really awesome episode coming for you got the 2019 FLW Northern Division winners at the Chesapeake Bay Ryan Sharnas Brandon Herzberg and I'm alongside as always Nick Marsh I gotta tell you boys and girls out there uh, these two fellas flat out crushed them at the old bay there uh, they had a heck of a tournament um, I remember, uh, you know, when they were getting ready to weigh in, we got some word on, uh, on the bags and we were freaking out, man. It was, uh, it was pretty cool to see these two guys win. Um, they did a killer job that whole week there. So, um, without further ado. Yeah. What's going on, Brandon and Ryan? Welcome to our show. Hey, glad to be here, guys. <laughs> How's it going, Ryan? I'm doing good. Glad to be here too. Uh, I'm Ryan. I'm a senior at Adrian. <laughs> All right, yeah. So, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourselves, Ryan. Um, go ahead, you go first. This is Ryan Sharnas. He's a member of the Adrian College Bass yeah. Team. He's a graduated senior. Where are you from? Where are you what from? Year? What are you studying? Yep. yep. Um, so I'm Ryan Sharnas. I'm from Davidson, Michigan. I'm a graduated senior from Adrian. I'm majoring in criminal justice. And from there, I don't know what I want to do. Maybe a state trooper, but that's cool stuff. There you go. Yep, yep. Brandon, a little bit of background on you. Yep, so I'm Brandon Herzberg. I uh, just graduated with Ryan with uh, my BBA and with a focus in management. Um, just started a new job up down in uh, Mommy. I'm from Clark Lake, living in Adrian right now. So just got back from two weeks out on the road. Glad to be back and glad to be here. Yeah, glad to be back. And those two <laughs> weeks on the road, not only were just two weeks on the road, you guys won a tournament, a pretty big event that um, – Ches on the Chesapeake Bay qualified you guys for nationals. Uh, you guys have had some success fishing together in the last two years. Um, let's jump right into that tournament yeah, because uh, not only did you guys win, but Adrian really, really did well in the whole event. Five teams in the top ten. Uh, that's that's really impressive um, for any school anywhere to do that. Is uh is quite the feat. I mean, do we? They flat out crushed them. I mean, it yeah, was you guys ridiculous. smashed them. Okay, it we were seriously. we were watching the weigh in here and and just like no way, like no way. Like, yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you again? And then I, you guys had texted me and said, you know, hey, I think we got over twenty. And I was like, oh my gosh, like they have a chance to win. Um, it was really cool stuff. So start from the beginning. Chesapeake Bay. Had either of you been there before? We have not. I haven't. I don't think either one of us has no, even I've fished not, a tidal water. I've never fished tidal water. First time there. First time Maryland fishing. Okay, so you know, going into it, then what? You know, did you guys even were you focused on trying to like figure out the tides, or did you just kind of go fishing for the first day? So going in there, everyone talks about the Susquehanna Flats. That BFL was one yep. there with what was it twenty three pounds i think yeah and right and someone talked to a local down there that said that there was just a local tournament out there that took 26 right all on the Susquehanna right. flat so basically just going in we're thinking we gotta get a bag get a bag for <laughs> one but just focus on the Susquehanna. yeah, yeah. The, the flats out there which the they're it's huge it's massive i mean there's a massive expansive amount of grass and and just water to cover you don't think it's that big until you get there. It's kind of like St. Clair. You don't think it's that big until you get out there and you can't see shore. Yeah, the maps um, don't do justice. Yeah, the maps no, don't do ju no. justice. So how did you – your game plan was, okay, we hear that the winning bags are coming off the flats. Or we hear that it's going to take a lot of weight. How did you break it down before you even got to the event um, and kind of make it so you only have a few days of practice? You know, How did you, uh, you know, break it down? Really, when I was looking at it, I was, it's there's no contours or anything, mm -hmm. so it's just you just gotta focus on what kind of grass they're in and find like that spot within the spot. Cause I mean, it's not like a lake in Michigan where you can just float around in grass and catch them here and there, here and there. They really school up in certain stuff, and you can go hours without even getting a oh, bite yeah. until you hit that certain spot. And just hitting it when the tide's right. Like, you can fish a lot of water that you think's dead, but if that tide's not where it should be at when they're when they're on, 
you just be running over water that could be good or it could be bad so right that's another thing that's kind of hard and you gotta focus on this when you're checking areas of when you're pre-fishing to make sure that hey this is a time that we're gonna catch the fish because this is when they're most likely to be feeding so right yeah you so you know, gotta focus on what out. you think's best like your yeah. best area is at that good tide i mean that's when you gotta hit them because like you said i mean literally you could go right over top the winning fish and if it's the wrong tide mm-hmm. they're not gonna eat and it's like yep. all right well this spot sucks and you're like ah, it actually doesn't yep. very so. true and they were also telling us uh the weeds were down this year way down way down was- but the fishing was on is what they said mm-hmm. Gotcha. We talked to a local that told us at the ramp before we were launching um, that if you don't have 19, 20 pounds, pack your boat up and leave. So we didn't really, we were like, wow, how the heck is that possible? And mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of realized now that it's yeah, pretty it's, easy. It was definitely possible. Doable. Yeah, but, you guys did yeah. it for sure. So, okay, talk, let's talk about the area you guys found specifically. Where did you guys, uh, what day of practice did you find it? How did you find it? What was the bite that keyed you in? What made you say, this is it, this is the winning fish are here, this is where we're going to yeah, fish? Did, did you know? Did you yeah, guys, did, like, get to that spot and right. go, oh, like, this is that, the juice? Yeah, like, that, we're, absolutely we're not. <laughs> or was it just kind of like, we don't know, we hooked one, we left? How did how, 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 how it come about? I'd lost one, like, by the boat, and this wasn't even really on the spot or the area that we ended up fishing tournament day. It was probably, would you say, 100 yards away? It was right there, but... wasn't, like, where we, we was at. found... So, like, the whole flat, there's, like, the big main flat, and it's yep. surrounded by two uh, channels. Channel, right. Shipping right. channels. And instead of that flat, that first day of practice, we were idling out on one of them channels, and on the uh, Navionics, there was a, it said weeds on the right side of that channel. So on that uh, on that right side, there was uh, weeds right there. It said on the graph. So we kind of just went over there and started graphing around. And it, that whole thing's eelgrass. And but on the graph, you could pick up on the side imaging that was a different sort of weed mm-hmm. or like grass okay. that came up. I don't know, six inches at the most, eight inches taller than the eelgrass. Okay. So when we started fishing around there and. We got a couple bites. Ryan caught like two two pounders that first day of practice. We we're out there for an hour, maybe. So like, okay. all right, so maybe this is something we can focus on. So we spent a lot of time graphing around on that right flat, not the main one. Found some more stuff. I think maybe we got one or two more bites. Yeah. And then what did we do? We ran into. We ran into that uh, that um, other bay. Yeah, there's a creek right there next to it. Didn't get anything in there, and when we were coming out, we just fished kind of back to where we were before we went in there, and that's when I lost a three and a half, four pounder on the Chatter Bay. Yeah, he okay. jumped a three and a half pounder right off nice. there. We're like, all right, so there's at least one good fish here. Right, the, right, and the right. Grass was looked good for what we were kind yeah. of looking for. Do you, do you know what that other grass type was? I so, I've only fished there once, and it was in the fall, and everything mm-hmm. was topped out, matted. It was it was just totally yeah. different than when you guys were there. So we're f- fishing off of. Where, like, the winning spot was, actually, it was right on the edge of, like, a milfoil patch. Okay, gotcha. There's two islands out there right next to each other. And throughout practice, throughout tournaments, everyone was fishing in between them islands right into the middle of that milfoil. Okay. But we came at, what we were sitting on was on the backside of that island, and it wasn't in the milfoil. There was one or two patches you could see that was mixed in there with it, but it wasn't in the main stuff. And it wasn't topped out or anything. No, because you guys. So okay, so so you find this area, you catch a couple of fish in it. You don't know that necessarily that it's as good as what you yeah. did in no. the we tournament. Went, uh, we had one bite in there. Okay, second wow. day in practice, though, so we went back just to check it in a different tide to see maybe if it was better than and whatnot. And this was at low tide, I believe. Brandon, you caught that one. On the yeah, jig. I caught a short on a, a swim jig. And okay. like from what we found, though, from like where we caught fish, we kind of tried to replicate that when we were like graphing, looking for the good weeds and whatnot. And that spot, I mean, it looked perfect. Yeah, it looked perfect. So it's like there's got to be fish here. We just got to hit it at the right time. So. And the amount of time we spent graphing that whole main flat, we couldn't find anything like it. Yeah. Okay. Which gotcha. so so basically you were like, we graphed a bunch. 
we don't know for sure that this is good, but it's different. Yeah. Exactly. And we fished it, and we got bit. Yeah. And so you just found something different out of that whole mm-hmm. flat that's covered in eelgrass, is what you said, and you mm-hmm. found some that had milfoil that was a different height. Yep. And yeah. And those fish were obviously relating that. Just, yeah. just like they would on any other lake, if there's a piece of cover that's not typical or there's a shell bed on the Tennessee mm-hmm. River, it's a hard spot, that different. The irregularity. That irregularity. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's where the fish were. Right. And I think too, um, I think being so close to that the other bay, like that bay was real shallow, and there's a lot of spots where it looked good for spawning. I think a lot of them fish leave that bay, after, and that's like the first spot they. That's hit, their stopping point. And they just kind of yeah. were holding up right there. But I mean, we had absolutely no idea at that spot. We figured, I think we figured going into it, we get some bites out of there, but we didn't think that we'd catch what forty fish. Yeah, off I mean, of that once. Is that how many it. guys caught tournament day? Oh yeah, yeah. it had to be. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, that's awesome. Okay, so so okay, yeah. Walk us through tournament day. Um, oh, what's gosh. what's going through your head the night before? What's your game plan? And then you roll up. What happens? So that night before we Ooh. got a big storm. Okay. Well, not only that, but their boats got the hotel cut off our power, so we had to oh, go. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, wait a minute. We've got to talk about this story yeah. about the boats, the power getting cut off at the hotel after you've already been there. Oh, go man. ahead and tell me about it, because I've heard about it, but I don't know the details. So, you guys tell me. So it's about we go out to Red Robin. We get a burger, coach. We go to Dick's Sporting Goods and um, get back to the hotel. What's well, at 930? Uh, go to plug the boats in and no power. Plug in another one, no power. We go talk to the front desk. Yeah, we shut your power off. Uh, you can't charge your boats here. And 9.30, It's night against four. hotel policy, they yeah. told us. So after already charging for two, two days. days. Two days, yeah. At 9.30 the night before the tournament, we're going to shut it off. Yeah, I guess that first day we were there, that next morning, the manager was throwing a fit to coach about all the extension cords and how it's a fire hazard mm-hmm. and we can't do that. Okay. Which okay. never so happened. That happened. Before, and then right. That second night, nothing came out of it. No one said anything. We had our boats plugged in, nothing. And then day three, we were doing tackle and no one could have power. Like, everyone had their boats plugged in, but nothing was working, but right. we were in the middle of doing right. tackle, so we didn't pay too much attention to it. But then the front desk lady came out and was like, yeah, you guys don't have power. It's against our, it's against our policy. There's nothing I can do about it. It's just what my manager told me. Right. And, that's. I mean, f- that's uh, crazy. So, okay, that happens. What do you guys do? Well, we were looking at the resources. Uh, the whole getting a generator kind of came up, but that was <laughs> that was thrown out quickly because we'd have to watch. That was it Ryan's idea. Whatnot. <laughs> um, honestly, I never thought it'd be so hard, but I guess finding another hotel is actually a lot harder than it seems to be well the first place we went to was motel six. Oh gosh okay. and when we pulled in there Google there was eyes. like 10 15 people all came out of the rooms and like looking at our boats and trucks just googly eyed so like, you're like this is sketchy like this yeah we'd, we'd be missing stuff this. in the morning and then right. apparently the swat just kicked in the door yeah, a couple hours before there's a drug bust at that <laughs> motel six hours <laughs> before that's where i want to be let me tell you yeah you so know we, we were there for 10 minutes we're like all right we gotta go somewhere else we ended up finding a ramada i think it was just down the road yeah that okay. nice the nice. parking wasn't the best but I mean, they let us plug it in. They said it wouldn't be an issue, so we figured it out and just... Well, didn't it go... I, I think, because I talked to Coach a little bit, he said uh, he went from it basically... The one hotel said, no, you cannot charge. Like, we're cutting your power off. Like, you get nothing to the next hotel that you guys got. The guy's like, oh, yeah, cut some, like, slits in the screen and just put your cords through into yeah. the room. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. And he was like, what? Like, how... I'm two miles down the road, and this hotel is just throwing a fit. And then this guy's like, "Yeah, just slice up the screen, and then we'll just plug it inside the room." That's like, <laughs> what is going yeah. on, people? So, so the night before the tournament, you guys are parking your boats, plugging them in at like what time? Uh, uh, like, well, 11:30 noon, yeah. or le- not noon, midnight. Uh, <laughs> 11:30 11:30 midnight. We probably got everything plugged in and. So it was half just, past hair. There was a there was a little bit of moonlight out there. Yeah, oh, just yeah. a wee bit. <laughs> just a wee bit. And I mean, we had to unhook all the boats, get them back. It was not the best parking. Run all the extension cords, a couple hundred yards, and Fun, got, yeah. Once we got there, even I was like, after everyone had their boats plugged in and everything, everyone was laying down ready to go to bed. I called my fiance real quick just to tell her that like we we're there, whatever. Right. And I went out back to our boat. 
like right before I went to lay down and looked in the charger, no power. I'm like, oh my god! This is like 12:30. I'm like, oh no, what is going on? Uh, yeah. Luckily, I went back in the room and it just came unplugged. <sighs> but if I wasn't out there, we wouldn't have had no trolling motor, <laughs> nothing tournament days. That's so. crazy. I mean, that's you know, Nick and I were talking about this yesterday because you know he had a really good finish at national championship, but and he you know you guys fished really well but to win a tournament everything has to go right and that oh, yeah. that one little thing right there your boat just not noticing it was unplugged or not being able to charge your boats you guys it, probably wouldn't have won that tournament it's, ma- it's like the magical things that just everything falls in line and just happens like yep. we caught those 40 fish we didn't lose one fish right so so like- so walk us through tournament day you guys are launched you're going to your first spot walk us through it how to go First of all, running, we didn't realize how rough it was going to be on the main river because it was like a 20-some mile. Okay. I mean, there was twos and threes we were running with. Okay. So we didn't even make the run in practice, so we had no clue how, like, how long it was actually going to take. So that wasn't fun. Right. Did it take 40 minutes? Yeah, it yeah. took us like 50 minutes to get down there mm-hmm. uh, from blast off. Yeah, then, go, go around the place where they're blowing stuff up, too. Yeah. Careful of that, they said. What's that? The, um, this is like mil- an army the, military Yeah, there's a military zone right there. They call it like proving grounds. They oh, yeah. Just missiles and yep. stuff. And yep, and you can't drive through it or anything. Can't drive yeah. through it, can't get, what, a couple hundred yards by it. So, yeah. Right. That, so right. that was fun. But then once we got down there, the water dirty up just a little bit. Okay. And we were fishing in just over five foot of water, which okay. we haven't seen at all during practice. So it brought that water up six to eight inches like the highest we saw was like four and a half at high tide okay but then i started throwing a square bill which i didn't throw much at all during practice and i mean i was catching shorts i caught a couple keepers on our first spot which was actually that first spot we fished in practice where we got a couple bites which kind of keyed us in okay and ryan all practice he was catching all of our fish in practice on a chatterbait mm-hmm. right? couldn't catch one could not morning. get a single uh, probably, pu- probably an hour and 30 minutes couldn't catch one at that point i'm like this is gonna be a wonderful day. Yeah. Just, I mean, I caught ten to twelve fish before, and he never got a single bite on chatterbait, which oh, was man. what we were fishing all practice. So something had changed. Oh, you're, you're yeah. like, okay, yeah. the water's dirtier. It's you know we have this. It's high. We got to make an adjustment. Yeah, and that's when you're like, I'm picking up a square bill. Yeah. And what was what was your thought with the square bill? Was to like run over the top of the grass, or what kind of square bill were you throwing? Is that what you know? Is that the way you caught the majority of your fish yeah. on? Okay. The majority of fish came on a square bill. We were throwing like a Bass Pro Shops, like a one point. They're one point five size, and mm-hmm. the key we found out like through practice. Uh, I mean, during tournament day was you had to touch the grass. Yeah. Right. And as soon as you would hit a piece of grass and rip it out, that's when you would get bit. Every, gotcha. Every okay. uh, cast I'd bring in weeds. I my thing. Yeah, you just had. I mean, it had to be in the weeds, or else you weren't getting bit. Okay. But fishing that square bill, I mean, like I said, I caught ten or twelve fish before Ryan even had a bite on that chatterbait. Yeah. Then I finally bit. decided to yeah. tie one on and <laughs> yeah, tie that, one on. That first spot, he didn't get a bit, and then we rolled to our second spot. I caught a keeper around that area where we ended up fishing the we majority like of the day. Yeah, we had four. No, we only had three fish My, until you caught that four. But Ryan turns to me and goes. Hey, Brandon, do you think I should tie on a square bill? I'm like, yeah, Ryan, go ahead. Then I turn to him and go, like, all I need you to do today is catch one four-pounder. That's all I need you to do. Right, we right. will have a shot at I this. I turn to him and go, like, it wasn't all I need you to do today is catch one four-pounder. On a square bill. That's four all pounders. I need you to do. Right. We, yeah. We're like, I got you. It wasn't four catch. After he put on a square bill, four-pounder. We're like, I got you. I got you. I think that one ended up being like four and a half, four eight or something. I thought that was our fifth fish. No, that was our, oh, yeah, before we called everything. Yeah, so that that made our limit. Okay. Was that one. So I was yeah. like, so we're like, all right, right. We got we got one big bite. Now let's just kind of get some of these dinks out, and we should be able to qualify. Well, next thing you know, it wasn't ten minutes gone, and then another four pounder. Yeah, and I joked with them like, man, if we, what if we, we just gotta catch like who, who five caught, of these. Who caught that four pounder? You did again. Oh, I think you or me did. It, we kind of yeah. lost track. It got it got really, hectic after that. It was <laughs> unbelievable. I think you caught the first two because then I was starting to get kind of ticked off because I wasn't catching any of the big ones so it's yeah. like oh god it's going to be Cayuga again uh, Ryan caught all of our fish last year when we qualified at Cayuga so it's like oh no not well, this stuff did you catch your first the big one you caught uh, on that swim jig didn't you or did you catch your first big one on that square bill no I caught the, yeah and then after he started catching those on 
the square bell, I picked up a black and blue swim jig and started slow rolling that through the grass and ripping it out as soon as it got hung up. And then I caught like a five. Okay. So on a swim a jig. On a swim jig. Nice. Okay. Nice. Nice. So nice. then we're, then I looked at him like, screw qualifying, dude. Let's go win this thing. Yeah. At this point, we have probably 15, 16 pounds with okay. two dinks in there. It's like 930. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Not, I mean, <laughs> once we hit that spot, it was just. It was lights out. It was unbelievable. And and so you guys, do you have the spot to yourself? Oh, yeah. yeah. We were the wow. only ones there. No there. one even came close. That's crazy. Okay, so. You got 15 pounds by 9:30. You got two dinks. You're like, we got a shot. We can win this thing. Oh yeah. How's the rest of the day go? We caught three more big ones, <laughs> and they're. I think you caught the biggest one. What? Five foot from the boat. I mean, yeah. we, if you would see the graphs, we're just there's just a big blob where we're fishing. We're just going in circles, fan casting all over, and they're just sitting in them weeds. Right. And you just rip it through by. Buy them and they smoke they, it. They eat it because that's oh. what they're in there to do. Yeah, it was one of the funnest days of fishing ever. It was the best swim jig square boat bite I've ever been on. That's yeah. crazy. And like, we didn't, like you said, everything has to line up like perfect. We didn't lose one fish all day. That's awesome. And that was like, I just thought it was so, crazy. But. Okay, so, and here's another thing. So, like I said, we had five teams in the top 10. Now, from what I heard, Matty D and, and uh, Jared came by that area and started to fish it. And this was after you guys apparently had basically secured your bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were like, right there. You need to go mm-hmm. and, and milk this. So what um, happened? Yeah. And, yeah, so tell me about that story because that's pretty cool. I mean, that's. What happened was, was when I caught, I caught our biggest fish on a square bill like five feet from the boat and it choked it. Like down to the crushers, and one of the uh, trouble hooks got in the its gill, and it started bleeding. So I'm half freaking out because like if this fish doesn't stop, we didn't have any G juice, we didn't have any pop to throw down its throat, nothing. Okay. It's like we're gonna this fish is either gonna be okay, or we're gonna lose it. There's like I have nothing to put in it. Right. Well, luckily, Maddie D. So Maddie Dean and Dean roll up and fish some of that uh, milfoil around the islands, and we flagged them down. And they had like a gallon of G juice, perfect, which helped us because at that point we had twenty pounds in the boat and had nothing to do and had a twenty minute run back, so like perfect. Well, they actually ended up sticking around that area and fishing around mm-hmm. them islands, and at like one o'clock, some of that stuff turned back on and caught sixteen pounds themselves. Yeah, qualified and, and got qualified. qualified. And they had like a six pounder. Yeah, they, yeah. they caught a, a big one. So. Up. I mean, you guys were on the juice because <laughs> if you had sat there and continued to hammer on it, oh, we would have had twenty six. You boat a six, yeah. You boat a six pounder. I mean, you would have had a absolute bag. No, we were done fishing by like one o'clock. There was one. We had one three pounder that I called that we were able to call with like a four, right around. I think it was like a like, like a five. <laughs> well, okay, maybe a five. I don't know what it was. <laughs> It was big. It was old big. Yeah. It was a big one. But once we called that fish out, we were like, dude, we, we're close to 22 pounds. Like, I'm all I'm focused on at this point is getting back and not losing any fish. Exactly, yeah. You you, you know, you've you've qualified yourselves. Yeah. And you got a chance to win. You don't want to take a chance, yeah, we push had, it, and you want to get back with them plenty of time. Yeah, yeah we, we had back at, like, what? We're doing at 245, and we had back at. Maybe one thirty. Yeah, I think we left the flats to run back to uh, the launch at like one o'clock. Yeah, gotcha. we actually weighed in at the first flight. Too. Yeah, because gotcha. we were the second flight in the tournament. I mean, we got back at like two o'clock with right. plenty of time just to make sure the fish didn't die. Yep, there. smart, smart move. Well, actually, especially that big one getting hooked, you know, deep yeah. like that. Yeah. You want to get that one back and just get it weighed in. Yeah. yeah, like he said, I knew we we knew we had around like twenty two pounds, so. We knew we were qualified for sure, and we had a shot at it. Yep. For someone to beat us, they had to have a day. Right. And if and, and it, you were okay with that, you're like, yeah. well, I'm not gonna take a chance at not qualifying. Yeah. You know, we're or gonna s- get back. Something happening, boat yep. breakdown, and not having yep. time. It's like let's just take it easy and go back, not bust our butts to get back and just. Yep. Make sure that. And then you guys, what did what did you end up weighing? What was the final uh, weight? Twenty two eleven. Twenty one eleven. Twenty one eleven. Yeah, my bad. Twenty one eleven. I mean, that's. That's stout, man. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a stout bag anywhere you are. 
And you guys won by almost over like two or three pounds, right? Yeah, it was yeah. like two and a half, almost three pounds. Yeah, so, yeah. Second, so you did all right. Tw- yeah, that was yeah, yeah. Twenty bag that was brought in. <laughs> oh man, uh, second place was what nineteen? Yeah, like nineteen three or nineteen six. Yeah, that's killer, man. Yeah, you guys, you guys put it to him. We were, we were sitting here. We, uh, we watched the whole thing, and um, it was fun to watch, man. I yeah, mean, we were freaking we, out. We knew that the guys were probably doing well, but. Uh, now you guys definitely laid it on them, and it was it was really fun to watch. I'm I'm super happy and proud for you guys. Real quick again, recap the baits you used and like the colors you used and what your keys were on those. So the key was was first we were throwing like a 1.5 size uh, square bill on 15 pound test. Okay. So it didn't dive down all the way, but it it was like the perfect match where it would just get the top of them weeds. Right. And, and so then, you're using your line size to control yes. the depth of the bait. Yeah. Yep. We were able to rip it out, and then I was. Uh, I caught a couple of our big ones on uh, three eight ounce, like a heavy cover swim jig, in black and blue with like a, it's the sassy Sally from uh, Bass Pro, just a little yep. swim bait. Yep. And I actually cut the skirt and the the trailer down extremely small. Okay. So it was a nice compact size, but still had the flare. Nice. And nice. then we were ripping that out of the weeds as well. Okay. What colors were the uh, crankbaits? I threw a. Just a natural, like a sexy shad. Uh, yeah, he was throwing all a day s- and sexy shad, and mine was more of like a chartreuse shad. It didn't have as okay. much of the chartreuse on it. It was more of just kind of like the white shad yeah, color profile. Too. Yeah, good something natural. Good I almost stuff. feel like though. I mean, you could have thrown anything out there. Right, you guys were just on the fish. I mean, yeah. I mean you could have thrown a reaction. hot dog out it there. Was yeah, hot dog if you were ripping the wiener through the grass, yeah, they were gonna buy it. I mean, <laughs> I, like this with cheese whiz, and you'd be set, man. Well, that thought was crazy. It's just kind of like I'm so used to fishing in Michigan where the water's deep and whatnot, and being out there, you're on a flat out in the middle of nowhere, and it looks like you're fishing in 20 foot of water, but really it's only three, three and a half foot deep. Yeah, the place is it's nuts. It's yep. definitely on my bucket list to go back to. I mean, that's cool. It was insane. Well, and it's it's funny too because you know it makes sense where you guys caught those fish. Um, you know, I know you said earlier. That um, a lot of those fish you thought were coming out of those bays, and mm-hmm. that's kind of like their first stopping area. Yeah, that's the exact same thing that Jarrett and I did at um, at nationals um, when we were out there. We our main area that we fished where we caught the bulk of our weight. Um, it was just a big spawning bay, and, and mm-hmm. basically the docks that we fished were the very last docks at that cove, and that's you know that's the first stopping point they're going to hit on the way back out from spawning. So mm-hmm. totally makes sense why they were there. That's uh pretty wild that's pretty awesome feeling winning tournament right i mean yeah i mean how you guys describe the feeling it's crazy i was speechless i didn't talk for like an hour afterwards start tearing up a little bit but (laughs) i full-on was an emotional wreck i mean still hasn't hit me yet (laughs) i I mean (laughs) i got emotion just i don't know (laughs) but it's just for the past four years, it's been such a long grind with school and fishing, both bad yep. finishes, okay finishes, good finishes. Yep. And just to come into our, basically our last like Northern Conference event to yep. go out with a win, it's, it's I, huge. I can't put it in the words. Yeah, right. yes. From my perspective, I mean, it's something we talked about in the earlier parts of this uh, podcast series for high schoolers about being like really good team players and and supporting your your teammates and putting in the work and and keeping a positive attitude until your time comes Mm -hmm. and like for you guys no one exemplified that better than you both of you brandon and ryan like you said up and down finishes everybody has those Mm -hmm. um sometime getting the short end of the stick and you guys persevered through it all and to get that win i mean i was i was absolutely ecstatic because like like I mean, you guys were no due, one deserved man. it. Yeah, yeah, you guys, you guys deserved it. You guys, you guys were due. I, it, I couldn't think of, you know, two better guys in a team that that just needed and deserved a win. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was, yeah. Me and Caleb were literally like taking laps around the house, just like <laughs> freaking out, yelling. No, we were we were absolutely pumped up. I mean, you know, when you Ryan, you text me that I that you had over twenty. I was just like, this is it, man. Like, they're, they're they're going to seal the deal on this, and that's, you know, like I said, there's no, I mean. Anybody on the team wins, I'm jacked up. Yeah. But for you guys to do it on your last tournament, 
your senior year. Oh, shot us! It was, it was <laughs> pretty. It was pretty. It was pretty. Uh, pretty incredible. Pretty awesome to watch. And now you're going to nationals again. Yes, sir. So, we got one more. Even that, I appreciate. I it, was guys. just stoked just to see everyone else on the team do so well. I mean, that's what was cool. It was yeah, cool, yeah. like yeah. for us to win, but then to have all of our other teammates qualify I mean, and just. Really put the literally out there. five teams. I mean, that's literally we took six teams, and all five of them were like top ten. That's yeah. that's wild. I mean, that is yeah. crazy. Granted, like I know there wasn't a huge field at that tournament. It was like what forty or fifty boats, I think, which is definitely smaller. But like, regardless, there wasn't like every bag those guys caught were like good, good solid bags. bags. Oh, it wouldn't yeah. matter if there were eighty boats; like they still would have been They'll up still there. Been yeah. Top 10, yeah, 100%. So I think what was it? First and then fourth, fifth, and sixth. Yeah, and then eighth. I yeah. think. Yeah, I mean that's solid. You're top eight, not even top yeah. ten. I mean you qualified five teams uh, yeah. pretty easily, so that it a, that was really cool. One? Most people qualified in tournament is it? In one tournament, probably. That's really, close. I mean, it's gotta be. I don't know. That might be some kind of record. We we'll have to ask Kevin Hunt. We we'll have to get Kevin yeah. Hunt on the show. Hey, <laughs> Kevin, what's the record for most yeah. school teams qualified in one event? Because honestly, that could be it. That could be it. I don't know because some of these other divisions are obviously really tough there's a lot yeah. of teams but even in the northern division you know it's still it's not easy to do that to no. qualify five no. teams especially on a tidal water like that where none of us really had yeah. any experience no, we're not from there we're we've never different areas we've too. almost never been there one other time and that was three and a half yeah. years ago and it was completely different time of year. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was in the fall and everyone's like you know i know you've been there yeah, like yeah. you know what's it gonna be no. like and i'm like dude i I, uh, dude, I literally I caught three fish my first day of the tournament and two the second. I qualified with five fish over two days. <laughs> I weighed like eight, nine pounds or yep. something. I don't even remember what it was. was something just ridiculous, you know. It was like yep. the smallest limit ever, and I qualified with that. So I'm like, you <laughs> don't want to ask me. It took next to nothing to make that final day for the regional out there that year. Yeah. And and with the title system, I mean, we didn't really know what we were doing. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I fished. Like with Zach Nelson, and I've said this before, we were on really good fish. We were on 20 pounds, no doubt. And with the title system, they were gone the next day. I mean, gone. Every single one of them. Just, and uh, so guys were asking, you know, where do we go? How do we catch them? What do we do? And we're like, yeah, dude, you're, you're, yeah, you're in for something else. You got to yeah, fish yeah. with your gut, man. All the guys on the team that qualified, we were all fishing different areas too. Like, it, Other than like Jared and um, Dean. Oh, no. Or Dean and uh, Maddie D, Matt. Matty D uh, who ended up coming out there towards the end and fishing. Um, the other guys, like Jack was fishing, I think he was fishing laydowns. Yeah, he was up. fishing laydowns. He was on the flats. Uh, Blakey J and Styles were fishing the bank, which... They were fishing riprap walls, I'm pretty they, sure. They I grinded thought. that yep. out, too. They didn't catch much fish there, and they just said, hey, we're going to fish this, yeah. just go fishing. And yep. They ran, it was like a mile. They went up and down it and caught all their fish, so... Yeah, no. I mean, props to all our guys for just coming in and doing well. For sure, for sure. No, it was it was awesome, boys. So good stuff there. Good stuff yeah. there. Let's let's talk a little bit real quick since we got some collegiate FLW champions in house again for the second show in a row. Um, give us advice for high school anglers wanting to move into college fishing because that's kind of the theme behind a lot of our our shows is to give advice for the younger younger groups of kids who want to fish in college um what have what have you learned through your experience and what would you advise them you want to go first or me yeah i can go first um so coming in to school i would definitely recommend going to like adrian someone that's fully funded <laughs> i mean i mean you can go to other schools but we seem to be the powerhouse uh <laughs> has no filter okay? it, it, I mean you just know what being fully fun I wake up in the morning I piss excellence <laughs> it's pretty much the best there's ever been being like fun about school like yeah it's sweet but once you like start doing it you realize like wow like this is actually very helpful like other schools like you really have to get money work or have your parents pay for it or something and it's just not easy. So having school do that, then being able to get out of classes and be excused definitely helps. So if I was going to, I would recommend doing that. Like <laughs> Finding a funded program. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Once you're in school, I mean, freshman year is key. Like just getting good grades and then putting yourself in a good position to be able to fish. Um, just being on top of everything, staying organized and really like doing everything you can to like benefit yourself and put yourself one step ahead of the rest. I think that's key, but 
Good stuff. Good stuff. How about you, Brandon? What do you? Uh, what's your advice for? I would say be a student of the game and don't be hard-headed. Coming okay. into Adrian, I didn't fish a tournament until that first MCBC with Nick. My yep. coming into freshman year, dude. Okay. And I, that's a story <laughs> in its own. Right there. But yeah, that was uh, that was fun. But go on. That was that was my first tournament ever. I've never fished a club event. Nothing. So even just having the high school stuff now like how it is even compared to four years ago when i came in that's a huge help but just always learn from the guys around you always watch always just do your due diligence (laughs) i can't speak just make sure you you're a student because no matter how good you think you are aren't there's always room for improvement you always can get better and you can yeah become the best angler you can yep especially at a school like adrian where you're surrounded by guys who live eat breathe sleep fishing and wanting to be competitive and any other school now it's just you can learn from everyone around you that's 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 fantastic advice guys you guys got to take that to heart because uh these guys are champions now they've won a tournament they've done it they fished for adrian so this is not a joe schmo telling you this advice (laughs) these guys uh they know what they're doing yeah they're the real deal man so very cool but real quick you know we i think we got to just we gotta touch into that oh. MCBC a little bit. <laughs> I kind of forgot this, about that. This is a fun part of the it. show where we oh, we just get man. to talk about fishing stories because yeah. we I know we've got a bunch. So we, we you know, all right. So oh, this is like unreal. you know. So I've been tournament fishing obviously a little bit. Um, we were rolling out of uh, Elizabeth State Park there in the uh, Detroit River, and uh, we had the option to go to St. Clair or Erie. So um, you know. Brandon shows up, whatever, and um, I think that's when I first, did I first meet you at the ramp, I thought, or did I no, meet you before that? we practiced one day together with okay, Coach yeah. took us out there. That's right. Okay, so we went out there the one day and, and messed around, and then tournament day rolls through, and so we're going to go out there and we're going to go fish on Erie. So, of course, the wind kicks up, typical tournament stuff. Oh, um, yeah. It starts blowing like crazy. So, you know, we get going or whatever, and then I kind of look over, and, and here Brandon is, you know, it's it's like it's like late June. And Young buck. He's Never. he's wearing shorts and flip flops and he's got a, a long sleeve and like a sweatshirt on or something, no rain gear whatsoever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this ain't gonna be good. I'm like, you got any rain gear? Nope. Okay, well I'm gonna try and keep you as dry as I can. <laughs> so we so we get out rolling and he's like white knuckled in the passenger seat because I mean, we we yeah. round that corner, dude. There were, oh, like, five man. and six-footers just rolling, dude. And I was like, I've only been in a bass boat once or twice before this. Yeah. Let alone fish a tournament, ran 20-some miles yep. and five-footers. So we get running, and, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm going straight. I have to go straight into these things, and they're rolling right at us. And we're in a little 18-foot ranger. And, and uh so it got to the point where I'm just I'm mushing the whole way. I'm like all I can do to keep us dry so that I'm not beating the crap out of each other. He's got no rain gear. I'm just going to mush. So I I trim up and I'm just plowing water and just easing over every single wave and just kind of like, you know, taking my time. So it takes us a good long while to get through. We finally get out there, get to uh Stony Point. And for any of you guys that know Stony Point, this is it's this big underwater point that runs out um right near Breast Bay. And um you know, of course, the waves are crashing perfectly over it, and so it's coming off a of deep water, hitting that shallow break, and um, creating even bigger waves. And they're kind of changing the wave. So I look down at my graph to see where I'm at, see how deep I am. And I'm telling you, I didn't look at the graph, but for like one, maybe two seconds, and I look up, and there's like, it's <laughs> it's like freaking seven footer, and it's not like I speared it. The thing literally just crested. It just broke and just crested over the top and bow of the boat, and like hit the deck and just went, and <laughs> just soaked me and Brandon. And oh I was like, God. I looked at him. I said, Dude, I'm so sorry. So I could, there's nothing I was doing on that one. And oh. so we literally we beat the crap out of ourselves. We get there. We're wet. Pull up. We like we drop the troll motor. We fish like this first little area. I think we caught like two or three right like real quick. Yeah. Like I know like Brandon put like a three pound smallmouth in. He lost one. I caught like a large mouth. Maybe caught another. Put it in the well and then um, the window was blowing so bad. We had to like get back in the big motor. We spun back around to the spot to reposition. And I dropped the troll motor the second time. <laughs> and it just breaks. It's <laughs> just, oh my god! Just flops, dude. Like the pin that holds like the front 
like black piece that like bends when you like pull it up into like stow position the pin had just sheared inside <laughs> of it so it's just like flopping kind of like half under the boat almost and i'm like dude this isn't gonna work we're in like five foot waves right now with a broken trolling motor so we like tried to drift a little bit and tried to like make do and it was just impossible so we're like well we got our three in here so we shoot back into a canal and fish for largemouth for like two hours and about that time jack calls me and he's like well actually jack had called me before Before, that before yeah he called me before our trolling motor break he's like dude he's like you know my I just, I just freaking broke my trolling motor, dude. Coach is blowing up at me. He won't believe me that it's really rough out here. Just blah, 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 just freaking out, it's right? It's not that rough. Yeah. This is coach. Right. It's not rough, it's guys. Not, it's whatever. I'm on the bike, drive. but it's not rough. You just need to know how to drive the boat, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, whatever. So, we end up, uh, we end up, he breaks his, and then I'm like, you know, that's crazy. Like, you know, that's, that's terrible for them. And then next time I dropped the troll motor, our same exact piece broke on our, the exact same pin was broken on theirs and ours. So, that's just how rough it was. Yeah, so that was a good first tournament experience yeah. for you. We went and fished for largemouth, caught some fish. I think we ended up taking like seventh or something. Or we were, yeah, I, I think know. we were like, like ninth. Half, yeah, it was like half decent, but I was like, this, this is terrible. But, but if you remember, at, right after you broke the troll motor, we were still trying to fish that spot, so you jumped behind the wheel and I was up on front surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to keep your life jacket on. I was like, you just stand up there and I'm just going to like try and idle us up there and then like you make some as many casts as you can at it and then when we drift back off, I'll, I'll fire the motor back up and we'll go back up there oh, again. Oh, man. Yeah, it was, uh, that was good. But that started it all. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what got him hooked, that beautiful day on Erie. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, man. So, that's funny stuff, guys, but... Well, I don't know what, uh, you got anything else, Caleb? I mean, yeah, you guys have touched on it all. I mean, I like, I like these story segments. So, uh, I mean, let's, let's, we can roll with this for a little bit, because uh, these are kind of entertainment segments <laughs> here. And it, from my knowledge and my memory, there was a lot of entertaining moments with oh, Ryan Sharnasty. Oh, oh Sharnasty. Actually, I'm pretty sure Sharnasty's Marine and Repair. Isn't that a, isn't that yeah. a isn't that like, business yeah. right now? Ryan Sharnas, man, he uh, he's quite the character. I'm sure some of you guys listening have met him, um, whether it's at a tournament or just you met him through even like Snapchat, just seen snaps of him. <laughs> I'd tell you right now, man, Sharny is one of a kind. One so, of uh, a if kind. you need a good laugh. So I'm debating because we – so for those of you who don't know, uh, Nick and I we had a house on a campus. My our junior junior year is called the Bass House, and this was Ryan and Brandon's freshman year, yep. and they would come over and hang out with us. And man, we had some really awesome times there. But I'm kind of debating, do we like to promote this podcast? Do I use that picture of Ryan where he's oh he's covered God. in mud? <laughs> he, he's he's butt naked, but he's covered in mud, oh, and man. he's got a jeans and like his shirt. I'm, I'm not good at pong. <laughs> That's that was very clear after that night. I'm either yeah. I'm either, it's I'm either on fire, which is one time a year, or I'm just awful. And, and then you gotta awful. take a nice naked lap and and just well, I go had, down hard in the mud. I had, and I mean hard. I had over eight laps to do, and I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna make it around this house without the cops driving by or someone seeing. It. So I was oh like, you know what? Gosh. How about just jumping that mud pot, big old mud puddle that Jarrett and he tore did. up? Uh huh. I did three little dives in there, and, and that's when I think we started calling you Sharnasty because you were you were rolling in the mud you're like a pig, just a grease ball. It was it was so funny, but yeah. So tell us, okay, let's tell tell us a couple of your favorite stories from college, revolving maybe maybe more around fishing, and uh, I mean just just some entertaining moments because i i know i have stories everybody's got stories so let's hear a couple of yours uh just for entertainment for our listeners i tell you what you get coach and charnas in the same hotel room (laughs) like we were at uh potomac it is an absolute riot (laughs) me and jack were just i mean laying on ground laughing every night them two just go back and forth at each other I mean, there's one time Ryan crapped his pants basically, and Coach is like, "Dude, why'd you do that? Like, what's wrong with you?" Not two seconds late, later, Coach just rips one and starts gagging at himself. He was doing his dry heaving thing on his on his oh. own fart. I, mean, I was like, I was like, dude, if you dry heave from your own fart, oh you got problems. God. Oh my god, dude. them two together, they're both just children, and it's yep. the funniest thing. And I had to sleep with him for two weeks. <laughs> Well, wait, all right, wait, so wait. hang on. What do you think's worse, sleeping with Coach for two weeks or Nick Chaika? 
<laughs> oh god. Yeah. Who's the worst guy to bunk with on the Adrian College Bass team? Yeah, how about that one? I know it's not me. Me I- and Dalton are mummies. That's right. <laughs> we don't move. Man. And I so here's you got you got like a whole you got the whole spectrum. You got like you got Chica, who's just a crocodile, and he's just like human starfish, and he's just like, he, he takes up the whole bed, and you're like, you can't do anything to like get away from him, and he just like literally like, just all over top of you. And then you got Jarrett Martin, who talking. is notorious for talking in his sleep. What did he say in his sleep that one Dude, night? I, I'm telling you right now, uh, he I, he rolled over, well there was a lawnmower one too, but the, <laughs> the, the same week that he was yelling that, or no, no, this was the tournament after that is, he rolled over, I was sleeping in the same bed with him, and he rolled over and he was like like three inches from my ear. <laughs> and I just I just hear like it's just like tongues. It's like how can you I can't even replicate it. He was literally speaking in tongues. And I was just telling his girlfriend about this last week at Nationals and she's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's like a weekly thing at least. At least twice, three times a week in tongues. I'm like, Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's like can you I'm like 2 a.m. and I wake up just like someone whispering in my ear like tongues. I'm like, I'm dying. I'm dying right now. There's some, like there's no way. And then on. I think that same. I was at Smith Mountain when yeah. he, he wakes up. About a, like, yeah, he, lawnmowers he yells, for, not for sale. No, he, no, he woke up and he like, goes, "Mom." He's like, "Mom, what, Mom?" And everyone kind of like starts like rustling and wake up. He's like, "No, Mom, Mom, the lawnmower." <laughs> <laughs> On the lawnmower, and he's like screaming, and everyone's like, "What is going, what is on, going on right on, now?" You know, we're like, not sure about it all, but uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, having to sleep with Coach too, I think I've bunked oh with him once. Gosh. He not, wasn't too not. bad, but it's just Coach, you know. <laughs> he said some stuff right before we started off that was like, "Man, am I really gonna sleep next to this guy all week?" <laughs> and he kept taking the sheets at night, and then he wake up at like seven o'clock and sit there on his phone and wake me up and he's all right but before i went to sleep he's a riot oh, that's funny no yeah anytime coach goes on a trip man he is he's just a hooligan he like uh were, were we at the big bass bash was that um we were in that cabin at kentucky oh, lake yeah. it rained oh, all week it rained all week i never seen so much rain in we my were life. we were wet the whole time nothing dried out it was it was miserable but we all stayed in that cabin Duh. and we put that that uh <laughs> That Coach's little secret yeah, recipe. That secret recipe, like stink X bait. We put it under his pillow, and oh my gosh. Dude, I thought we did it under Dalton's, didn't we? Put in Dalton's pillow, and then Dalton took his mattress out. So Coach was out of the, the cabin, and we went and took Coach's mattress. The whole mattress, we took it off, left the bed frame, and oh, like yeah, that's the right, box that's frame. Right, that's right, that's we right. We took a picture before we did it of how everything was positioned, and then put everything back just right. And here comes Coach. Goes to lay in his bed and just smack right on the hard, <laughs> right on the hard thing. He like, just, what the heck? He jumps on the, uh, oh what's that called, the gosh, box spring. Yeah, he just jumps on the box spring. Like, you better go get my mattress. <laughs> oh, he was hot. He was pissed. It was a good time, though. That is hilarious. Lots of good times on the Bass team. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There's never a dull moment when we're all together. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That's for darn sure. Any other good stories, fellas? Any other... I mean, fishing, fishing related. I just, kinda. every time I, like, think back to, like, I think it was, like, Sharnas' freshman or sophomore year. When I was I just, skinny? I just picture <laughs> I him. skinny. <laughs> I just picture him sitting in that futon in Jared's room covered in sweat. Just, <laughs> it looks like someone threw a bucket of water yeah. over his head, oh, and he's just man. sweating. I'm totally going to put this picture in the podcast. Oh, oh yeah, totally, you got to. I, like, this is all visual stuff. This, You've got to yes. watch this because... I don't know what Ryan was doing, but we went we went out to like just hang out that night. It, it, I don't think it was at Jared's. No, it was at the hockey. It was at that. It was at that hockey house next to Jared's apartment. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I swear it was raining. No one else believes me. Everyone thinks it was just me. I'd like. To Nobody think else it was, was wet though. That I, was. The no, thing. I would like to think it was raining. A, I would like to think it was. It's raining. a clear sweat line. Oh, oh I was yeah. sweating like a pig. I it's, mean, it looks like you just got done running a marathon. <laughs> on, like, well, that's what Molly. we thought. We're like, where, where? Where has Ryan been? What has he been doing? And then I'm he walks chilling. in and is just chilling. And, like, you see this video and I zoom in on him. And there's, going on? There's, a chick, there's a chick on his left side and his right side. And he just looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> and he's just drenched in sweat. I just am really nervous around these girls. I'm just not sure what to do. And there's, there's a dog outside and I was chasing it for a while. 
Charles, why were you chasing that dog outside? I this isn't really fishery related, but I think the fu- one of the funniest things about the bass house was when the squirrels. That picture of you guys holding the squirrels up that we shot. Oh yeah, we took t- took care of squirrels. Oh, yeah. we, we, they we put the squirrel on them. There was that one. I'm like, seeing Elliot had his little pellet gun. I'm like, give me, give me that thing, dude. This thing's like. 50, 60 he yards his, up in this tree. Like, yeah, my grandpa showed me how to, how to uh, rest one on me. He gave that weird position where he's like laying <laughs> with his feet up, up and he just tree. sniped that thing like, holy crap. It <laughs> Dropped uh, that thing right out of the cranberry tree. We had a nice bait pile out back. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we had some uh, That's not pest even. and rodent control going on. Oh, you did not mess with us. I forgot when I was out there at uh, Adrian's, I stopped the garage there. Um, Lucky Dog came by. Yeah, man. Lucky. Lucky the Dog is there. What was her name? Dawn, was it? Donna. D- Donna, Oh, they right? walk them all the time. Yeah, yeah, so she came over and she was. She, said, she remembered my name. And she goes, hey, Nick, how's it going? And she goes, you know, you guys were all right to live. You, you realize that I've been there for, she said, like, however long. She's been there, like, 25 years or something. She goes, you and you, Caleb and Jarrett were the only ones who ever came over and introduced yourself <laughs> I, out of everyone that's ever lived there. That's. I was like, what? I, honestly, I'm not surprised. That's wild, but you know that that speaks about the, the guys that we had on that team, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, we we lived next to residents of that that community, and we respected them. Yep. I mean, and and you know, did what we could to uh, live within the boundaries of well, I mean, being respectful yeah, neighbors. Yeah, and they respected our our late night parties. I mean, we had loud bangers, <laughs> but they, they knew that cool. was going to happen. But we we also <laughs> we knew fair that. warned them. We yeah, we warned them, and we had a good relationship. And we said, look, if it gets too far, you can call me directly. And we always we always monitor ourselves. Where like like she's saying, no one else cared. No, no one, one else called cared. the cops. Man. We never. You know what? Out of all the houses on campus that the cops get called to. The bass house never, never got, got, never got. Dude, you know that after house. we moved out of there, there, there was some girl that fell out of the second story. Oh, bathroom. dude, I heard about that. You hear about that? that yes, yeah, she locked. Yeah. So this girl may have been had she's a few in, too she's many. She's definitely intoxicated. She, <laughs> so she locked herself in the bathroom. She locked herself in the bathroom. And no, these said intoxicated. <laughs> 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 she was adopted. That's how it's like. What is that? That's why it happened. She's adopted. What? Well, so intoxicated. I think it was Ben was there. And you know how Ben gets? He gets a little energetic and energetic. Like, let's kick some doors down. Well, this well, girl locked herself yeah. in the bathroom. Yep. Ben and a bunch of other kids just had like, "We'll save you." Just well, climb out the window. She didn't hear them. Oh They're trying to God. kick the door in, and she thought she's getting attacked. So she's like, "Screw it, I'm jumping out the window." She what? jumped out what two stories? Yeah, and like two stories. On the concrete. Yeah, so she oh she like goodness. smacked the concrete. Oh, she ended up no. biting. She bit through her tongue and literally bit like the like last quarter of her tongue off. Yeah. Oh my. Uh-huh. That's insane. I was like, man. That was a good bathroom. I don't know why I had to be ruined by some girl jumping out of a window. Ruined? Z Nelly ruined that bathroom. Oh, he did too. <laughs> Z Nelly. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget when he threw good all times. his lures on the bed so Austin wouldn't sleep on that. <laughs> he dumped all his crankbaits out so no one would lay in his bed while he's gone. That's a perfect tactic. If you don't want someone to sleep in your bed, you just throw all your sharpest hook crankbaits onto yeah. the bed. No Not one's going to touch that. Oh, Greg. Greg the goat. They should have just burnt that house down after we were done living in it. That place. I did like the tunnels that they had going, though, through, <laughs> from room to room. We had, uh, <laughs> we did our own demolition. <laughs> With our hands. A little late, little late night, uh, demolition. Didn't you guys yep. stick, like, a huge picture in front of one of the holes? There? We did. We yeah. did. It was decorative, you know, to cover <laughs> up a nice hole that Jake Baird kicked in the wall. Jake Bear's stomping boots. Yep, stomping yeah. boots, man. Just, the base, uh, didn't the basement flood? The basement multiple flood. Multiple guys were fishing times. down there. Yep. Yep. Casting some baits with a test tank. There was. So we came back, I think at one point there was like over a foot of water in the basement. I was like, well, this doesn't look good. <laughs> well, so the, I mean, that house from the beginning was like, it was very over- Overpromise, underdeliver from oh, the beginning. Oh yeah, Cause, oh it's got central air. Yeah, because oh, cool. I I I'm the one that like was like, hey, this house is available. Let's get in it. It's got air conditioning. Like, let's have a bass house. That sounds like so much fun. Of let's course. do it. And we get there, and Nick and I are walking around. We're like, man, it's hot in here. We're walking around. We're like, where's the air conditioner? That they said was there. There's <laughs> no AC in this house, mm. and it's August, and it is like 95 degrees. Mm-hmm. We've got five, seven guys in that house, and uh, oh. that was crazy. So that was at, from bad. the beginning, it was like, 
Yeah, this is uh, this is going downhill real yeah. quick. <laughs> Washer and dryer broke like four different Washer times. Washer and dryer broke. The refrigerator leaked. Refrigerator the, the basement flooded. Flooded all how the time. How many did you guys have? Too many, man. The we had frog how many frogs? The, the frogs ate the mouse. Do we had Kevin the bass or something? Yeah, Kevin he didn't the make bass. A he got he got a weird. little inside. <laughs> <laughs> he was adopted. <laughs> he was adopted. He was a little too well, big yeah. for the tank too. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a 14 inch bass and I, I just I think he was allergic to vodka that's what happened so <laughs> you can ask Jake Bear about that <laughs> you can ask <laughs> Jake Bear Jake Bear we had the cat what was that cat's name Hank Hank, Hank. Hank. freaking Hank oh I my. hated that that cat. was the worst I literally that cat would try and get in the house and I would just shove it back outside I'm like do not come in it literally ruined that futon. It pooped and peed all over that thing. <laughs> the it was only so one that liked Hank was Jeff Morton. Yes. You would sit there and yep. that thing Jeff would come Morton up and just it. scratch at you. Like, leave me the heck alone. Yeah, we had Hank. We had the bass. The bass that was named Kevin. And Kevin died. R.I.P. Kevin. Um, <laughs> something about the... The water quality. The water quality uh, issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pH balance was bad. <laughs> Dude, he couldn't even way turn. It. That tank was way too small. He couldn't even turn in the dang thing. Jared, we had a... Jared put like a 14-inch bass in like a 20-inch tank. Like, yeah. Hey, he was fine until the pH went wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's all That's I got all, to yeah. say. He was doing all right. And then, yeah, we had uh, Kevin. that Hank Hank the cat, right, who were it, either two things happened. Either the cat got... Like died somehow by who knows what it's cause. Still a mystery. Pretty sure it got stolen though. That's what I think. I'm pretty sure I remember two girls took the cat. She was roaming around the backyard oh, in that sure. big field. No, I'm not surprised. Which is probably best case for that exactly. cat. Exactly. I was like, that, yeah. that's wonderful. Then so we had, then we have Bo the dog. Bo, Bo the yeah. dog. Bo. That dog was. Bo the dog. Again, I hated that dog. That like <laughs> he was the dumber dumbest than dog I've <laughs> ever met. And he was just really creepy looking. So this God, is like a terrier a mutt. mutt, terrier mutt for visual. I'm gonna post. I'm not like this episode's got to be all on YouTube because I'm gonna post <laughs> so many pictures with this of, yeah, of Bo. And he had the weirdest eyes, and he would just look at you like he was. He had eyeliner. Like yeah, it, was, it was, was creepy, man. He was, like he, he had like human eyes. Yeah. He had human eyes, and it just I I hated it. it like he'd he stare at creepy, you, man. and you'd be like, "Bo, go away," and he'd just stare at you. <laughs> just Bo, go away. You. Like sit, go lay down, and like, did, didn't even know what, what you were saying. Where would Jarrett find? Then Jarrett find Back him. Home, he just showed up at the concrete place. And they yeah, yeah, they got wild it. dogs all yeah. over the place down there, and he was just in Ohio, of course, wild dogs. Yeah, yeah. What, do you, what else do you expect out of Ohio? Especially, of course, and then, uh, the dog Bo's story came to an end uh, when he was living with Jake Bear and <laughs> got mucked by a car <laughs> at sixty right, mile an hour. <laughs> Bass house animals did not fare well. well one night, <laughs> that one wasn't our fault. Me and Jarrett wasn't our fault. Exactly. One night, me and Jarrett um, had a couple friendly drinks, and we were convinced <laughs> we were gonna buy drinks. an alligator. We were gonna buy an alligator. We shook on it. There's a hundred bucks. We found a website online. It's overnight you a baby alligator. And we're like, we're going to flood the basement. And we're going to grow <laughs> So that's alligator. why the basement was flooded. <laughs> oh, I my. kid you not. Like, I wish they would have done it. it was I, done yeah, looking back, like I'm I would have been upset, but now I would have like, I wish that would have happened. An alligator. How cool would that have been? Like, don't sweet. go in the basement. People are like, why? You, you can put that know, coach's like, alligator truck. An alligator in the basement. Imagine what that was like. Oh. Shut up. No, no, there's an alligator. It's vicious, dude. Tear your leg right off. Yeah. Story don't about fishing. Do you remember what tournament? I think it was after Chautauqua. Coach took his truck in to get work done on it while we were gone oh and left gosh. a gallon of milk in the back seat. You know in like July. Don't, you don't remember don't that? Don't remember that. In Adam his Alford? truck? In yeah. his truck. It was there for like a week. And we got back, it exploded. <laughs> in the back of his truck. And he, oh. we're driving back, he's like, oh no. I forgot the milk. <laughs> no, the, oh, you know what you know that you know what you know that the, too. Dude, oh no, oh no. The guy working, the guy working on the truck wouldn't take it out for Coach either. Coach he, called the dude. He called him. He's really? like, hey, take this milk out. He's like, eh, no, no I got better things to do, pretty much. Yeah, the dude literally told him, I'm not taking it out for you. It's, I'm not doing it. That's that's that's, that's, that's we, me. That's like terrible on that guy's part. We that's got cool. back. And he opened up his truck and instantly started doing his dry heaves. Yeah. The whole way back, we followed him. His head is out the front window like as he's driving. It's like two in the morning. At like two in the morning. Just the whole way on his head hanging out the truck. Dude. It was terrible. great. But that's funny because that's not the first time. Coaches forgot you know, <laughs> oh, in things no. that should not be there that it will rot. What's the best all-time forget 
So first time, there. first time I ever go to uh, take one of the boats, I go to take the RT out, right? <clears throat> so Jarrett and I are going to go out and fish on Devils. So we hook it all up. We get out there. First time we've ever taken it out. We're fishing, and like every once in a while, we just like you just get this whiff of just like nasty <laughs> odor, and you're like. What is that smell? Why? And Jared look at me, and I look at him, and I'm like, Jared, what am I smelling? He's like, dude, I don't, do you keep, I'm like, I, I smell something bad. Finally, it strikes me. I sit down in the driver's seat, and I get like a back breeze right to my back, and it just, it just hits me, and I'm like, live well. <laughs> dude, I open that thing up. There's like 50 freaking bluegill in there. <laughs> Stone cold dead. The water's disgusting. They've been in there for two weeks, oh, and it's the oh middle of the summer. I called coach immediately, and I was like, hey. <laughs> So, you thinking about doing a bluegill fry? <laughs> and he was like, he knew it. I was, and he goes, oh, no. he did the same thing. Oh, same oh thing. no. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. No. He goes, dude, you got to get those out of there. I said, oh, no. no. no, no <laughs> I no, said, no, no, no. I'm not touching yeah, those. He no. goes, he's like, dude, you got to help me to get back to the garage, get those out. <laughs> so, I pulled the boat in. I drained the water. I literally pulled the plug in the boat, drained the water. And I was like, here's a garbage bag. Good luck. And I just stood from like, I stood like 20 feet back and watched. I'm like, I am not dealing with that, dude. It was so gross. Yep. That dumpster at the old garage had so many things thrown into it. (laughs) Yeah, so for those of you listening, the first year the Adrian College Bass Team, where we kept our boats, because now we have a nice boat garage Mm -hmm. that um, was built on campus that can keep what? Back by the Bass House. Yeah, but but how many boats can, can that house keep now? Nine, ten, eleven. Yeah. More than that. I mean, you could squeeze like probably fourteen. We put boats the three in trucks there. in there, all the school boats, and probably so, three or four team trucks. It was a really awesome setup that the the school uh, funded and built that. But the first three years, we had a warehouse <laughs> underneath a the fish doctor. The fish doctor in Adrian. It was like a tire, old tire warehouse. Creepy. And it, it was. It was just. Terrible, terrible, man. Like, it was damp. It had raccoons. It flooded oh, yeah. up to your knee. You, you expected, yep. fully expected, every time you walked into the garage to get, like, a boat out or go do something, that either, yeah, <laughs> either there would be a homeless guy running at you like a zombie, or there'd it's be like the a raccoon, yeah. like, getting oh, ready to attack. Dude, like. you, you were, like, turn the lights on as quick as you can. Like, get, that, like that, if you went in by yourself, fast you were just, like... Turn the lights on. Turn oh, the lights and don't on, worry. The, lights, on, the lights, lights, lights wouldn't go on every time no, either. No, They'd like no. flicker and was, like, bzz, 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 and yeah, you're like, and the garage door wouldn't always open. No, nope. and I mean, it was it was the sketchiest of sketches. It got broke into. Yeah, one of the boats. Well, they they staged no. So the guys broke in, like they scoped the place out, and then they basically staged the boat. Like they got it really close to the door and staged it. They were gonna come back that night and steal it. Yep, and so. They did like a um, they did like a stakeout or whatever, and pretty much waited for the guys to come back and busted them. Yeah. So, so anyways, that's when we're referring to the original boat garage of the Adrian College Bass Team. That's what we're talking about, and it was, it was something else. And then and that so Nick's saying there was a dumpster outside of that, and that's pretty much where everything went. And it was it was absolutely it was. disgusting, man. It was gross. Well, dead bluegill, coyotes, coyotes. <laughs> possums, okay. hedgehog, or uh, not hedgehog, a groundhog. Okay, can we talk about? And this is something I probably want to talk about with you and Jarrett when Jarrett comes on. <laughs> is the the pheasant? Oh the pheasant. my! I don't God. know if Brandon was dude. Around no, for the pheasant, that thing man. that thing went miles, man. Dude, he that, that was a traveling pheasant. I gotta tell you, man, <laughs> that pheasant made moves. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just, like, a quick little backstory. Basically, found this dead pheasant um, around somebody one of the pheasants. Yeah, no, it was, was it. that what it was, Jared? Jared was behind someone. Yeah, and then they it. hit it. And so yeah. he stopped and picked this thing up, and it was right around one of the pheasant farms around there. And, and it it basically started making its way around to a lot of different vehicles. So we'll definitely have to talk about that one. That was pretty funny. It's a good story. It's a good story. We'll, we'll talk about that one, but... Um, Looking at Ryan Sharnas here, he's just returning from the restroom. Yes. Are you relieved, Sharnas? You feel good about it? I, you know, I wasn't sure how far along are you now. I'm, I'm, I'm that working was on mine. Ninety percent of what uh, Seth, Seth would go after. Are those him. twins? Coach are, would go after. That, I tell twins? you what, the day I lose this gut, I grew at school would be the best day of my life. 
You well, you got gonna, some work if I lose it, I got to the academy, man. You better get to work. Oh, I got some work to do. Yep. I used to be, I kid you not, 165 pounds. Just a skinny little thing. Went to college. I remember. Sure, I, I, weigh, I weigh 165 pounds. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That's now ridiculous. I'm like, what, 230? Are you really 230? Oh, my. Dude. Sharnis, your head must weigh 50 pounds. Dude, my head's probably grown probably double its size. It's got a count. noggin on him. Look at the size of that noggin. Oh, it's a big noggin. It's a big old Sharnis, watermelon. tell me about your new Costas. They're XLs, but they still don't fit. <laughs> Dude, my new Costas, man. Uh, Do they make triple XLs? You need to get one you, of those you need fat heads. Like, wrap around. Like you need fat heads. Eyeglasses. Hey, no, you know like the like the uh, old school ones that like old people put over their glasses. They're like the <laughs> cocoons. Yeah, <laughs> you got rocks of cocoons, son. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you could be the next Ish Monroe out there. You just need to get goggles. Yep. Dude, Those might fit you. But no, dude. Hopefully, if I ever lose weight, I'll lose some weight in my head. That's yeah, got an old melon head. Well, fellas, this has been an awesome pie. I'm gonna wrap. Let's let's bring it back to a little bit of fishing talk. Uh, just some a couple questions that are interesting for listeners. What's your PB bass? How'd you catch it? You know, what's your favorite way to catch a bass? If you can answer those three questions, we'll wrap it up and we'll go from there. Cheers, Charney. PB bass. Um, I think my PB bass is probably like a six and a half pounder. Nothing too special. Um. I guess my, probably my favorite way to catch them would be on a jig, out flipping grass out deep. I make my own jigs, and I just like doing that. Um, yeah, that's. I just think it's fun. That's what I do a lot of in the summer, but any type of fishing is fun to me, I guess. I like right, pike right. fishing, but... That's right, yeah. How about you, Brandon? PB? So my, my PB is around 7 pounds. Caught first thing in the spring out on my grandma's lake, Stony Lake. It's a little private lake down by Adrian, and then... Favorite way would have to be a square bill. I love my square bills. <laughs> yep, dude. I, so uh-huh. I fish with Brandon, and he it's a square bill. Yeah, yep. a square bill. Two point five, one point five. That is go to. Yep. I have to go to five crankbait rods, and they all have square bills on them. Nine percent of the oh time. Oh my god! That's all. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Oh yeah. What you love to do, stick with your confidence, and heck yeah, go make it work. It obviously worked out for you guys, so. Well, fellas, I think that's going to wrap up this podcast. I want to say special thanks to Ryan Sharnis, Brandon Herzberg for driving out here, getting on with us, and telling us all about how they won that tournament at the Chesapeake Bay and just giving us a bunch of funny stories. You guys are awesome. I I, I fished with you guys. I was at school with you guys, and uh, two of the best teammates I ever had for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Stoked to have you guys out here. So congrats on the win again. Killed it. Absolutely. Just, I mean, annihilated the rest of the field. You guys, yeah. and, you guys had a heck of a It could have been worse. Oh, yeah. yeah if oh, they had yeah. caught that six. <laughs> They're like, it, it, oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't mean oh, to, yeah. don't mean to toot me on horn, but uh, I'm, I'm not, smashed I'm not saying we wouldn't <laughs> really destroy them, but we really wouldn't. We laid off them. <laughs> it was like 9.30, and we were like, we're done. We're going to <laughs> we, pizza. We're, we're getting a pizza at the we ramp. Like, we'll see you there. We fish over there, and they caught a six. We should have caught that. We felt bad. We... <laughs> no, you guys did. You guys destroyed them. You could have could have beat them up even worse. That was awesome. Really fun to really fun to watch. Really fun to have you guys on today. Thanks, yeah. thanks a lot. So and yeah. yeah, for Sharni, real quick. Hang on. Um, if if the listeners are gonna do one thing and they're gonna keep it one way, how should they keep it? Keep it nasty. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep it nasty. Keep it nasty. Thanks Sharni. for thanks for having us on though. This was sweet. Um, definitely recommend anyone listening who's in uh, high school or whatnot, go check out the stuff Caleb's got going, the A1. Definitely a good way to go, and have a good year. <laughs> Keep it nasty. Keep it nasty. nasty. Real quick, real quick, what's your guys' Instagram handle so if people want to go follow you and, and see how nasty you are? How <laughs> uh, greasy you are. Uh, you can follow Sharnasty at Ryan Bass Pro. <laughs> <laughs> And mine's uh, at B Hers Fishing. At B Hers Fishing. Guys, yeah, go right. check them out. Go give these guys a follow. They're awesome anglers. They're awesome people. And that's going to do it for today. I think so, man. Sounds good. Yeah. I had too much fun. Thanks yep. for having us, guys. Yep, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Anytime. We'll talk to you guys soon.